0: From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 304 for the week of June 12, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host. Yes, I'm your host, Tony Spatel, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Joe, I got to say your name, Mary Joe. You can do the whole,
1: the, all, the whole all thing.
0: Mary. I'm going gonna, I'm
1: gonna to add another last name just for the fun of it.
0: Please. We'll only do that when I get to host this like this one special okay. time. And Mary Joe, Ma, oh wait, I can't do the Mayado. It's, it's Mayado, technically. It's Mayado. We it? very okay. well done. Yeah, thank you. Mary Joe Mayado. Really? Tom, (laughs) eat your heart out, Tom. Tom is still stuck on the Jaguar at Knott's or something equally as amusing. Oh, I wasn't supposed to read that. I wasn't supposed to read his or something equally as amusing. He wrote a nice funny line for me. No, that's not the truth. Tom is tied up right here next to me because I'm not going to let him host. So that's what I've decided. I wanted to host, so I just tied him up and gave him a few beers. That sounds actually really inappropriate. Let's not go there. In this segment, our Australian friend, Chris, how do you like being be known as our Australian friend, Chris?
2: It makes me feel very exclusive. You're one and only Australian friend.
0: Yeah, wow. Returns with a trip report from his solo trip to Disneyland. So tell us a little bit about what, um, what, you, what we did and how we helped you in getting this whole trip started.
2: Yeah, awesome. Well, I had um, my first trip to Disneyland um, this year. So um, you guys very, very kindly helped me plan it out. I was there for a week um, after being um, in the USA for three weeks beforehand, traveling around the country. So I had a great week at Disneyland and a great month over there in the US of A.
1: Now, this wasn't your first trip, right?
2: No, I've been to the um, USA, I think this is my eighth trip to the States, Um, but my first trip to Disneyland. And... um, we went to a few other places along the way, so my first trip there too. So um, we started off in Washington, D.C. and had an awesome couple of days there. It was the, um, the last day of the dinosaur exhibit at the Smithsonian exhibition before it closes for the next five years. So they showed Jurassic Park 3D um, at night in the big auditorium there. And then they had the whole dinosaur faculty of the Smithsonian there answering questions and telling people what was wrong with the movie. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, in D.C., plus just walking around and seeing all the sights. Um, and then we headed south, and it's when they had the crazy rainstorms and tornadoes over there. So we drove through floodwaters all the way down to Savannah and Charleston, um, where we, which I really loved. Love Savannah and Charleston. Um, so much history. Um, yeah. Yeah, had a great time. Had a few friends there we caught up with, which was really cool. Um,
0: well, are they just, are for them? Are they Are they your? Do they refer to you as our Australian friend Chris?
2: Well, they're all Australians,
1: so
0: <laughs> so then no.
1: So they must no. call him their mate, Chris, right? Yeah, yeah. Good day,
2: mate. How you doing? <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, it was really cool to catch up with them and, and get a bit of a locals' insight into into the places. So um, that's a good time. Um, then after all that driving, we flew over to New Orleans. And we had five days there, which was interesting. Um, I, it, it was not what I expected, um, but I'm glad I've been. So, um, and then after there, we flew over to Albuquerque, and then had an amazing road trip from Albuquerque all the way through to Las Vegas. And I think that was the, my, one of the favorite part, one of my most favourite parts of the trip. Uh, we spent a night at the Grand Canyon at the lodges there. Um, full moon. Watching the sunset over the Grand Canyon, full moon come up, and then getting up at four in the next morning to watch the sun come up over the Grand Canyon is something that I'll always remember. And got some beautiful photos of that. So, definitely sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, and okay, just staying
1: so...
0: good.
2: Oh, just staying at the canyon um, made it. You know, it was like one of the most expensive nights we had on the trip, but in um, a just you know, a really average lodge there. But it just was amazing when all the tour buses and all the day trippers left for the day. The place, you sort of just felt relaxed. And um, we sat on the edge of the canyon, which surprised me. There's no fences or anything like that. And um, had some cheese and biscuits or cheese and crackers in your in American.
0: And, Thank you, um, our Australian friend, Chris, for translating. Yes, yeah,
2: I am learning because <laughs> you'd think I was strange eating biscuits and cheese as the sun went down.
0: <laughs> Actually, if you were in Savannah, that would probably have worked okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: true, true um and then yeah just watching the full moon come up and and just we couldn't see another person for miles wow which was pretty cool so i would definitely recommend anyone visiting to uh to make the trip and spend the money just to spend the night right there so you can just you know walk the 500 meters back to your hotel after being there and then get up the next morning and walk to the Grand Canyon and watch the sun come up and all the different colours and things you don't see during the day because the heat is just so hot radiating out of the the canyon um, that with the colours of the sunrise it looked beautiful. Um,
0: So did you drive from Arizona, was that your last stop before Disneyland?
2: um, So we drove Albuquerque and then we spent, um, we visited a few places along the way and then we spent a night at the Grand Canyon um, and then we spent two nights in Las Vegas before we flew to LA and Disneyland. So, um, so Las Vegas, we stayed at the Palazzo, which was really nice. A bit of luxury at the end of the trip. So that was really cool. Um, and ate really well. Um, we went to the Neon Museum, which has been, I think, in the last two years refurbished. Because um, you look on TripAdvisor, there's some really horrible reviews. Um, but they managed to fundraise or got a got a donation of $1.5 million, and they've built an amazing visitor centre and a whole lot full of all the neon signs from Las Vegas over the years and it's definitely worth a trip and um, it's $10 so for a guided tour
1: It's a museum of all neon lights then? Yeah, like so, sign so all the, the signs, wow. right?
2: Yeah, so everything that's, what, what happened was all the signs, uh, particularly in the older part of Las Vegas were leased rather than the casinos buying them so um, when they're no longer one of them or when their leases were up, they were just sent to storage. Um, and so they've sort of pulled them all out. And only three of them work, but you go during the day. And it's just like a history, history trip of Las Vegas. Um, and we got some amazing photos and got to see some real landmarks you'd only seen in movies and things like that. So it was kind of like a history of Las Vegas slash seeing all the landmarks slash quirky thing to do um, all in one. And they um, had some great souvenirs and interesting things that sort of would be great to take home for people rather than normal Las Vegas sort of word, souvenirs. So um, definitely worth the trip. Uh, disregard all the old reviews on TripAdvisor because they've done a great job of doing it up um, and making a, a place of it. And they have evening photography tours too, once a month. So if you log on and see when they're on, uh, we missed it. But if you're a budding photographer, it would be well worth having a look.
0: Okay, so you went all over the United States, yep. and my first question is, before we get into the actual trip itself, you went to Disneyland at the end, so mm-hmm. were you, Did do you think that was a good idea, or if you had to do it over again, would you have gone to Disneyland first? Okay, maybe you were one of those that will say, I would have gone first, second, and third, but I'm just wondering, <laughs> with such a long trip, no, no, no. where you're kind it's, of it's- ready to get tired, You're you're tired, what... If you're going if, if our listeners are going to go to California probably not as all over the United States like you but yeah would you recommend doing ending in Disneyland
2: well the last time we went to Disney World we did Disney World first so flew from Australia and went straight there um, but coming I guess coming from Australia or if you're coming from Europe and you've got to adjust to time zones, I loved having Disneyland last on my trip oh.
1: because
2: it wasn't a battling jet lag slash trying to enjoy it thing it was I can remember the trip to Disneyland so much more vividly than I can my trip to Disney World because I wasn't tired and I wasn't um out of whack with my body and I wasn't not used to eating at what was one in the morning and having dinner at normal time and things like that um so and I was just a bit more acclimatized what was going on it just felt 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 good so um I'd actually recommend doing it last if okay, and I to wait that long.
0: And as someone who hasn't traveled to a foreign country in a very long time, that's a really good point that I would have never thought of. I was thinking of it more in terms of what are you looking forward to? Is it your favorite? But mm. that's a really good point. That's a really good point that you were kind of in a daze the first couple of days when you did Disney World first because you were getting used to the, t- the, the climate, the time change, and the fact that you're in exactly. another country. And then here at Disneyland, yeah. I was at the end. You had already kind of acclimated yourself
2: exactly and and it was just and it just felt it felt as if i was visiting just somewhere else in australia because i'd been in the states so long that i sort of had relaxed into it i knew what was what tipping wasn't foreign you know there's all things that when you travel somewhere and it's all new you're a bit on edge about um, whereas by the time i'd been there for 3 weeks this was just oh yeah i know that i can go to 711 and get a bottle of water for 99 cents because I've done it at a lot of other places. And
0: wow, um, we shouldn't call you our Australian friend, Chris, when you know to go to Seven <laughs> Eleven to get a bottle of water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm working on becoming a local one day, one day. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and so I would actually recommend, and I've told friends if if I think it's also about when you're away. I hate it when people look forward to the end of the trip. You're gonna enjoy the moment. Yeah, you know, some people go on a trip and they're like, Oh, I've got Disneyland at the end. I want to do that. I want to do that. I was just enjoying each thing for what it was, um, which is hard, but um, I, I've, you know I was visiting amazing places that were all new, so I wasn't sort of counting down to the end to go on and do Disneyland. I know it's very um, odd of me to say that, but each place was so amazing in its own own right that um, yeah it was a great experience. so um, and I also think because I had um, you know six days at, or seven days at Disneyland. When I was there, when I got there, I wasn't rushing to get everything done, um, which would be another point I'd make. You know, maybe if you did Disneyland first and you had seven days, you wouldn't be as tired. But when I got to Disney World, there was so much to do. We only had six days to do it all in. It was a rush, which might have contributed to that sort of tiredness. But yeah, doing it at the end was actually really nice. And for people flying home from flying back to Australia, you've got to be in L.A. to leave to fly home. So it kind of works out nicely um, to end up there.
0: So you did seven, you said six days?
2: Um, So Saturday night, and then I left. I got there Saturday night, and I left the next Friday night.
0: Okay, Do you what do you think about time and Disneyland? Do you think that was just enough? Uh, um, Do you think it was too much?
2: No, there's still things left that I want to do again or didn't get to do. So even out of those seven days, I didn't get to do everything, Um, but I wasn't going at it crazily too. You know, I had pretty civil days and have a rest every afternoon. So if you wanted to do it all and do it commando style, you'd be able to do it easily in those few days. But if you want to just enjoy it for what it is, I think that was a nice length of time. Um, it wasn't didn't feel rushed at all, um, which was really enjoyable, um, particularly because I was at the end of my holidays. and You know, in holiday mood, you sort of can just relax and enjoy it. Um, but I'd say a week is what I'd recommend to people, um, particularly if you're travelling from a long way away. You want to go for a week so you can really enjoy everything um, and enjoy. I think uh, the thing that blew me away most of all about Disneyland compared to all the other Disney parks because um, I don't know if people heard the other podcasts, but I've now done Disneyland Paris, Disneyland Hong Kong, Disney World, and now Disneyland is just the the density of the park um, and the theming. And uh, people who've been reading my blogs on the on the boards would see that it kind of just it just blew me away. Um, and I think it quickly became I have to say was my favourite park. So go team. Wow.
0: Yay. Yeah, Orlando.
2: Yeah. Sorry. It just I look I'll go out there and say it because it just it just around every little corner there was something else and there wasn't a big walk to get there. And in the little bits between places, the detailing and the theming was just so so intense and so well
0: done that there wasn't. And you think one that, piece that was that better on. And you think that was better that theming was better because you can compare I can't, I kind of like it better with mm. Disney world and i I think I love Disney world and actually I kind of like it better I know you're on the wrong but, um yeah I know huh but um yeah but also I can drive to Disneyland so maybe it's yeah. that whole piece but um what um you really noticed a big difference a big difference with the theming and you've been to all yeah. elaborate a little bit on that
2: yeah look the theming.
0: Like, give an example of yeah, like like a you know, comparison like or walk, something. When
2: you walk into like Adventureland, how there's or, or um yeah, you walk into Adventureland and there's the little 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 bits and pieces stuck to the sides of the fences. Or you look up and when you go into New Orleans and there's just all those little bits in the detail. Um, particularly in Disneyland Paris or Disneyland Hong Kong, there's the fence, but there wouldn't be the little bits of detail. Um, I don't know whether that's a good example or not, but. It's, it's the intricacies that really got me. Um, and I guess I spent a lot of time looking through a camera lens and I got to pick up some of those. And they might be a Disney World, but I've never noticed them before. Maybe because it was like a million degrees and you were running from aircon to aircon. But just like the little hat on the en- entrance to Adventureland, it just, it really got me. Um, and the fact they're all so close together, you didn't feel like there was a break between the lands. Um, so you sort of felt immersed in it all.
0: Okay, interesting. Um, what would be your first before I start asking for tips and stuff? What was your favorite thing about Disneyland other than the details and the whole both both parks, downtown Disney, everything? What was the one thing that you want to go back to already, or the one thing that you just loved the best, other than the details?
2: Well, California Adventure would be Cars Land. Um, that's an easy one. Disneyland, that's a lot harder. Um, there was lots of things I loved. I loved the, I've said the theming, but the density of it all. I loved the the quality of everything. Um, nothing, nothing was broken. Whereas the last few times I've been at Disney World, there was lots of things broken. So I got to ride um, Splash Mountain with the animatronics working, um, which was really cool. Um, I loved Big Thunder Mountain. I think it's my favourite Big Thunder Mountain. Um, so I can't wait to go back and ride that one.
0: Okay, what um, was so much better about ours than yeah, one?
2: it as it, as you guys told me, it, it had just been refurbed, um, so all the all, everything worked on it, which was pretty cool, and I felt like the course was a bit more exciting, the track. So um, the one in Paris, you sort of go under the lake, and their big thunder is actually where where you know the, the middle of the lake, lakes of America. Um, that's where Big Thunder is in Paris. So you sort of go under the lake and go out to it. Um, so it's a bit more isolated. But I just really liked this Big Thunder. So I don't know where I can put my finger on exactly why, but I just did. Okay. Um, it's one of those. Like, yeah, I can't tell you. And I like being able to walk around it. A uh, uh, funny story. I walked in the very first day, and my habit of patrician, The first thing I always ride is Big Thunder. And so I walked all the way around to Splash Mountain. and I'm like, Where's where's Big Thunder?
1: <laughs> and it wasn't there. Oops.
2: And then I thought, I'm going to have to get a map and, you know, do this <laughs> properly. So um, that was kind of funny. Um, yeah, so I think, and also Fantasmic was phenomenal. I ended up seeing it three times and it was only on for my first two nights. Um, I really liked it. I really, really liked it. So um, that is something I want to go back and I also want to take people back to see. So Well,
0: awesome. it is a champion... I mean, it's won the March mat the disunplug Disneyland March Madness two years in a row and had to be retired. So, I mean, it's, it is that good.
2: Yeah, it just it's just it's everything that Disney do well, um, from the score to the use of technology. It just I really liked it. So the second night I was there, I actually ended up seeing it both both shows, um, just to make the most of it when I could see it.
0: So. Now, so when you were there, one thing that Disneyland has which can be considered good or bad depending is the tons of locals and pass holders. So I know phantasmic is the one thing where people get off work and put their blanket down and stay there for two hours or three hours playing cards until they can see phantasmic. Did that, did any of the, you talk about density and then you saw phantasmic, did any of that bother you or did you notice any of that where in the afternoon oh. all of a sudden the parks will get more crowded? And if so, my follow up question, how did you handle it and do you have any tips about that or did it not bother you, etc.? cetera?
2: Yeah. Um, the first night I got there was a Saturday night and it was grad night. So it mm. was packed, like just packed. Um, and I did have a bit of a moment of, oh, no. Um, because I've been very lucky the last few times I've been to the other parks, it's always been on a weekday or empty days or, you know, September, or low season. Um, so the first night I was there, I actually didn't get onto – any rides, Um, but I guess I wasn't going there with the commander attitude that I want to ride everything on the very first day, Um, and then not being a morning person, I quickly realised I had to become a morning person, and that, as we all know, was the tip. It was to get there very first thing in the morning, ride what you want to ride, and get to enjoy the day for what it was. Um, I found travelling solo was actually really, made it really easy in the crowded moments. If you have a family and strollers and friends, it would have been, I don't think I would have enjoyed it. But I could sort of just find a spot on Main Street to watch the fireworks pretty easily. Um, the the phantasmic queuing, um, I don't know, I kind of was like, because I got a fast pass for World of Colour and it just was, way stressful and very intense and people pushing in and people pretending they have fast passes and I just found that actually not that enjoyable whereas Fantasmic, they kind of the crowd control was really well done Um, I got there early I got there an hour and a half before the show found a seat and just sat and enjoyed enjoyed being in the parks so I guess I was in that sort of frame of mind that I wasn't running from thing to thing Um, and that would be my tip does that answer the question?
0: I think so. Yeah, that's really interesting that you found the world of color, Q, more stressful than the phantasmic. Because for me, the phantasmic, is there isn't really one. So maybe that's why the, maybe that's why they had to do a better job. But I always think that's stressful and crazy. I don't know about you, Mary Jo. And then the world of color seems to have a at least a, a rhyme to it. So well, I just find that it, that's interesting.
2: I get really irritated by people who push in a queue. We, Australians queue and line up very well. We inherited that from the British. And <laughs> um, like I was in the queue with my blue fast pass for World of Colour and there's a family and they sent their 10-year-old daughter or 12-year-old daughter under the rope without the fast pass. She stood there for a few minutes and then when there was a cast member around, called her family over oh,
0: to pretend wow. they had a fast no. pass.
2: And, you know, things like that, just not what you want, and I just don't enjoy that, and it really irritates me. And I know I shouldn't get irritated by it, but they then no,
0: I would a, irritate Mary Jo and yeah, myself, and Tom, yeah, it would. I'm sure.
2: Um, and then they all stood in, and therefore they were all down in front of me with a stroller, which meant when they finally opened up to walk into World of Color, I was stuck behind this stroller. So you know, it just, it just really irritated me. Um, whereas everyone at Phantasmic was just pleasant and nice and got the system and it kind of just worked. So um, I think either they need to police or work out what's going on with World of Colour and the fast pass is a little bit better because I had people around me who needed to go to the toilet because we'd be in the queue for an hour and then one staff cast member was saying you can go here but the other one was saying no, you've got to wait and just all, it was very chaotic Um, and it really sort of put me off relaxing and enjoying the night. Um whereas Fantasmic you know, sat there and just enjoyed the park. So
0: Can you talk a little bit more about um what it was like being at Disneyland by yourself and yeah. what were the I mean you did kind of mention it a little bit about how it's easier to when there's a big line you can kinda of, yeah. or in Main Street crowd, crowded, you can kind of sk- go in and out of people and you can find a spot. What were um some of the other advantages of going by solo?
2: Yeah. Oh look the biggest advantage has got to be single rider. Um, I got to ride um, uh, Cars Land Radio Springs Racer I think seven times by the end of the week. And the longest I ever queued was about 20 20 minutes to half an hour. Um, And I quickly worked out like things like Indiana Jones, I could get a fast pass for it, but it was actually quicker to go through the single rider line. Um, So it sort of was a change in the tour strategy. Um, But it was really, really easy that way. Um, Some of the other advantages were you could sort of just weasel or wing your way in and out of where you need to go, um, which meant you move around a lot quicker. Um, The disadvantages, I guess, were um, you got some strange looks when you got on a kiddie's ride by yourself. (laughs) Why why are you on here by yourself, strange man?
0: Well, you you forgot to say I'm their Australian friend, Chris, and you would have been okay. (laughs)
2: So, that was always okay. I had one man on um, Radio Springs Racer. It was him and his son, and they got into the front, and I was a single at at the end, and they got in, and then he tried to tell me that I shouldn't be in the same car as him because they're just the two. I've got to wait for the next car. And I'm like, no, no, single rider fills the car up. And he's like, no, 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 we're just two. And I'm like, no, no. And eventually, a cast member said, yes, he's on this car. So, it was kind of funny to sort of be um, a step back. One of the really cool things about being um, by myself was just cast members were quite chatty, which was pretty cool. Um, particularly in Disneyland, um, they were everyone was really sweet and really nice. So, that was cool. Um, would I do it again? Would I go and travel, do a week by myself in the parks? Probably, probably not. Um, after sort of a few days, it was a bit like... Uh, I want to share this with someone. I want to talk to someone about this. Once I'd sort of done everything that was on my must-do list, once, and I was just getting to enjoy it all, I kind of wanted to have other people around. So, um,
0: it's interesting you said that because my thinking is, if you have done Commando and then like two or three days, you could have probably been like, "Oh, I do this again." But since you a- actually had the time to en- enjoy the details, and you know, I th- there's someone tied up in the basement over here that still wants to host. And you know, he always says some, it's always more magical when it's shared. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I think when, especially when you found all the details and all the, just enjoying the parks, but when you were sitting waiting for Fantasmic, that's the thing where you want to talk to somebody about it or. Yeah. So.
2: It was, um, yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was, I'm, I'm really glad I did it. Um, the only place I was made to feel like, Particularly for dining, I guess. I'm normally sort of not I was about that to ask about that. dining.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about your dining experiences yeah. there and especially then also as a solo.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, well, just to continue on, the only place I was made to feel bad or odd, I don't know what the, quite the word is, um, for dining alone was Carthay Circle, which was a real disappointment because it was my sort of one, you know, lash out for a, a nice meal for the week. Um but they couldn't have rushed me through there any quicker if
0: Oh tried. wow. Really? Um
2: yeah, it was just disappointing. It just yeah, it really took the shine off it. Um my server, everyone else in the whole place, you know, checking in, everything was just so delightful. My server was just pushing me through as quickly as possible.
1: That's a shame. Um,
2: yeah, it really you know, like I was halfway through my cheesy biscuits, which, oh my God, so good. Thank you for the recommendation. See, um, cheese and biscuits? Yes. Oh, I was like, these are the best. I need to bring them back to Australia now. Um, but I was only sort of halfway through them when my main or on main came out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I was like, mm, fine dining, rushing through starter doesn't quite work. Um, it just, it you- just, I was just pushed through.
0: Did you so, notice other people around you not getting pushed through?
2: Yeah, everyone with a table of four had lovely talks about the menu, lovely talks about the cocktails, okay. everything like that. I I had to ask what if there was if there was specials if there was you know like I had to push, um, and it just I could just tell they wanted the table for four because they put me in a table of four. They wanted that table back.
0: Well, so, th- yeah. Well, see, that's I uh, see. I blame them. They shouldn't yeah. have put you at a table of four. I know there's tables right. of two there. Did, um, did you do any other sit-down dining in the um, parks? And if so, absolutely. was, was that a, how was that?
2: Um, I actually didn't end up doing a lot of sit-down dining. Um, I did um, – the first night, I did the plaza inn. Um, so I don't know whether you call it sit-down, but that was the chicken. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, and people around – I found it the more casual dining places – people at tables around you would have a chat mm-hmm. um, and we be really interested to see what was going on. So I, I guess after the first day or two, I just ended up going to those sort of places because they were more comfortable and more relaxed. So I know I had some wonderful dining recommendations from you, but I kind of just ended up rolling that way, um, particularly because I really enjoyed Fantasmic and World of Colour. It kind of kinks the nighttime plans to go and have a sit-down meal. Um, so I ended up with a lot, sort of, a lot more quick service Meals.
1: No, that makes um, sense.
2: Mm. Um, and you know, when you're when you are solo, y- you have to be in that line and keep your place because there's no one else who can run and get something and come back and things like that. So that's
0: a really good point. Yeah, that when you're you're there, nobody's saving the spot when you have to go to the bathroom or exactly. when you you want to get a snack. Yeah, yeah. Really I point.
2: became addicted to. Um, Churros? Am I saying that right? <laughs> oh my god, so good, so yummy! I don't think I could have had any more without. Yeah, it's just so good, so good.
0: So Sorry. you really had to think about if I get a churro. If I go in this line, I might not get a churro for another two hours.
2: Oh yeah, planning for Fantasmic was like, do I get a churro now? And if I get a churro now, I can't eat it right away because in you know an hour's time, I'm going to want that churro. So <laughs> um yeah, that was a bit of a, a bit of a oh moment. Um. What else was good? Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed. I think because I had my camera with me and I, I, I love taking photos, that made it really uh, that that it was amazing that the amount of time just wandering around taking photos would um would would consume. I like would look at my watch and go, where has the last hour gone? Um, so that was that was I think if I was with someone else who wasn't a photographer, that would have been painful because they would have been bored. Um. So I guess it's choosing your, choosing your moments and, and choosing what you want to do when and, and what the trip is for. But, yeah, dining definitely um, ended up at a lot more of the quick service places. Earl of Sandwich, I really liked that place. So I had a few, few trips there. Um, Starbucks in the mornings was great for breakfast. Um, How crowded was it? Starbucks was never too bad. Never waited more than about 10 minutes.
1: And which um, one did you go to? Because okay. there's three now.
2: Oh, West. oh? so I was on, you mean, the, so I was on the opposite side to downtown Disney when I came and left from the park, so um, I went to the Disneyland one or the um, Disney California Adventure one.
1: Okay.
2: Um, the California Adventure one was always empty, so it wow. must be. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Um, yeah, a lot of Starbucks. I was like, why can't the out- one outside security be on the other side of park they need one on the other side of the security entrances so mm. um the park hopping was amazing as you guys had kept telling me before i left um but it wasn't until i got there and i just got to look, look left and right and see both parks that i really i really got it um
0: no oh, there it is
2: yeah it's it's literally i can go back and forth and i don't have to go through security each time and things like that so that was that was really cool um, particularly because the The last two nights, so the Wednesday, Thursday night, were grad nights again, too. So, a lot of people, a lot of them headed to California Adventure. And so, the night times in the parks those nights were really, in Disneyland, were really good.
0: Oh, nice. So, you took a shuttle to an outlet mall?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, it all goes, I really wanted to find the rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. And I went to, um, the Main Street Emporium, and then I went over to Critter Country and the Pooh Store, and no one had it. And the only place I could suggest to have it was the regular Disney stores. Um, and I didn't have a car, so getting to a regular Disney store isn't that easy if you don't have a car. Um, but also, as I said in the lead-up podcast, shopping in America for Australians is really cheap. Um, so mm. I had to. I had a few things to get. So there is. A, uh, it was sixteen dollars return to go to the Citadel outlets. Um,
0: Okay, how did you get there?
2: um, So it's like uh, the bus, and it picks you up as sort of, it does the whole loop around the Disneyland area. Um, Mm -hmm. You can either walk up and buy a ticket. It comes every sort of two or three hours, um, or you can book online. Um, Had the bus to myself both ways. So I don't know how popular it is um, at the moment, but it was fantastic. Literally picked me up, got through LA traffic, and was there had the evening there, and then got the bus back. Um, and so, you know, if you had to hire a car or get a cab, it would have been really expensive. But for sixteen bucks return, it was a great deal. Um,
0: yeah, that does. What was great. interesting is I never knew this existed, and the Citadel isn't close. I mean, it's up the five freeway in. I think it's near Commerce or Industry. No Commerce, not Industry. City of Commerce. We have a City of Commerce out here and a City of Industry, which is funny now that I mentioned it. But um, yeah, the Citadel. I would have never thought. There would be a shuttle to the Citadel, but it's yeah. kind of cool because it's in—it's actually the old Firestone, old Firestone tire factory that still looks oh, okay. like that. Yes, but and it's very—it's this weird Gothic thing looking. I don't know if that's even the right adjective, um, but and Nancy's not here to tell me the actual history of it because I, I know, figured, right? She would be. Yeah, she would first. I would have said it wrong, and then she would have explained it, and then somehow would have we would have mentioned that uh, she got married at um, the Disneyland (laughs) Resort and Andrew Sutton somehow had something to do with Citadel Shuttle. However, but she's not here so I can see it. Um, So, So, yeah, it picks up from... How did you you know about it? Um,
2: Well, I Googled outlets near Disneyland Uh um, and on their front page of the homepage, they had um, Anaheim Shuttle. And um, it picks up at the Howard Johnson, the Paradise Pier, the Annabella, the Sheraton... The Crown Plaza, the Red Line, the Best Western, and then goes from there to the Citadel outlets.
0: One kind of interesting thing about it, I know if you're coming from Australia or another part of the country, I would have surprised that, again, the the Citadel outlet is the one that's got the Anaheim shuttle because there's ones a little bit closer. But um, what's interesting is if you wanted to experience LA traffic but don't really want to drive in LA traffic, you kind of get that opportunity. I wouldn't want to, but then again, I live here, so –
2: Oh, yeah. I got to sat, sit at the front of the bus looking down the roadworks on the 5, chatting to the bus driver about how much he hates traffic. So, that was pretty cool. And um, it's $16 round trip. And you get this VIP savings card, um, which I think they sell for $10 there. But that saved me $16 at the first shop I visited. So, it worked out costing nothing to get there and get back. Um, if mm. you want to think about it like that. So, yeah. They give you like a shopping bag with all vouchers and coupons. And they'll even... Um, Keep your shopping throughout the day if you want to drop it off to them. And you can oh, go and no. buy stuff really? and then drop it off to them. Yeah. So I would really recommend it. Um, I had to change the time I, I wanted do to myself. get the shuttle. Yeah. Well, I booked the wrong day by mistake online. And she changed it for free on the phone. So, you know, just really good customer service. So I would recommend it. If you go to their website, there's a PDF on the front page to go there.
0: So is there anything else about your Disneyland trip you wanted to share?
2: Yeah, look, um, I did the Walk and Walt's Footsteps tour um, and I was really excited about this and um, I saved it for the second last day I was there. Um, I went up to book it and actually said it was sold out, but because I was traveling just a single, they made an exception. So I got a ticket for the tour that says date of tour 0 slash 0 slash 0, but I got to do the tour. Um, and I guess to anyone else who really enjoys Disney and has sort of been to a few parks or read a lot about it, I'd have to Question the value of the tour. Um, I, I, le- I went away feeling a little bit disappointed. Um, we had a really interesting group. We had three cast members who were cast members in um, at Epcot and a tour guide who was about to graduate from college um, there in California. So I overheard her say, you know, she doesn't think she'll do this much long, much past when she graduates. So it was kind of the tour guide can really set the tone of a tour. And from that point on, it kind of was not. She just didn't really seem like she was into it, um and I even overheard her say to well, she said to the cast members from um from from Florida that they were the most important people, and she was just making sure that they that they really enjoyed the tour so when you're paying probably more than them or the same amount of money to hear your tour guide say that was really disappointing um, seeing Walt's That's apartment su- was really cool
0: That surprises so, me that I mean the whole point of Disney is the on stage you know. the the way you're on stage at all times, you know, and even though, you know, people, I mean, but this has them, like, I understand them thinking that and saying it on the, you know, Mm. hiding, but the fact that you heard it,
2: that disappoints me. And it, and it was like, we got the train, we got the train and the rest of the two were sat in one carriage and she sat with the three other cast members from, from Epcot in the other carriage. It wasn't, it wasn't subtle. Um, and that was really disappointing. Um, really disappointed to have spent that much money uh, to, to have a tour guide who really wasn't that enthusiastic about what they were doing. It felt like she was reading a script um, and just, yeah, I, I guess, as I said to you, I'd say go and buy, for the hundred dollars you spent on the tour, go and buy an amazing Disneyland history book or a beautiful illustrated book and take that home with you as a memory of the trip, uh, rather than spending all that money on the tour because um, sure, seeing Walt's apartment was was amazing. It was really great, um, but it, it just didn't. To me, it didn't seem like the value for money that I thought it would be. Um,
0: Is that just uh, because of the tour guide? Do you think if you had an amazing tour guide, it would have been worth it? Or you think even with that, it's kind of overpriced? And the idea of having a nice coffee table book yeah. with pictures would be better. Well,
2: well, I didn't. I didn't learn one thing that I didn't know before I got there. Basically, from her tour, I got to hear some audio that. Most of it I'd heard on you know YouTube, like Walt's opening day speech and things like that, which they play through the headsets. Um, but didn't really go away, going, oh wow, I didn't know that about this park, um, or I didn't know that about the history. So, if you, I guess, weren't as big a buff, probably would would be value. Or if you had a tour guide who knew the group or knew what who knew the caliber of the people that had on the group or was willing to add into things that weren't part of the speech or. Just sort of wanted to make it more enjoyable. I think it could be a really good tour, but, but then you know, that's a
1: crapshoot, right? Because you don't, you're not yeah. guaranteed to have
2: exactly. Somebody, you're putting the money yeah. down before you turn up there on the day and hoping for the best. You know, you go to Vegas if you, you want to do that one because you'll probably get better odds. You know, <laughs> um, but it just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like for what I paid, I got what it was, what I was hoping to get out of it. Maybe I'd sort of in my head expected too much too. Um, from looking online and researching and things like that. But, yeah, I mean, a tour guide in a group can really make a tour. And for me, that day, it just didn't happen. So, um, you know, 21, 20 people plus, yeah, 21 in our group um, being moved around a park that was fairly full, they were just going through the motions. So they were running two tours that morning, so there was 41 people on that tour that day. Um, wow. Yeah, I think they need to work out, If you're going to pay a premium for something like that, you expect a premium
1: experience. Exactly. Because it's not cheap.
0: Yeah. And especially because most of those – most of the people that are going to be on that tour are history buffs of Disney. Mm -hmm. So you'd think think they would have the the special pieces that, oh, even I didn't know that kind of stuff.
2: Exactly. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to walk down Main Street and get, oh, this is here and this is here because of these things that you don't know – from just being a, a fan of the parks, but it was a very high level mm, beginner's guide. It was really like a welcome to Disneyland tour. Um, you know, this is what a weenie is. This is why they put a big attraction at the end. Wait, of this the is tour, what
0: a, a what is
2: a weenie? This is what like this is? What draws you a weenie. They call it. It draws you into a land, like the carousel okay. draws you into fantasy land. Okay. It's It's
0: okay.
1: it's a it's a word that they use. Um, Tony at, at Disneyland, and it's the enticement that that you see, like you hold a weenie in front of a see. And I would get something out of this
0: because I don't know any of this stuff because I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh well, you, you should pay to do it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, a good tip so, for uh, Australians is if you if you do decide to do any tours there, if you show in Australia, it's called like RACQ or RACV. They have an agreement with AAA, so you get the AAA discount without being a AAA member. So that oh. saved me thirty dollars off the tour, which was which was really useful. So anyone else from Australia, take your RACQ card to get those discounts.
0: Okay, so wrapping it up, what yeah. is the the highlight of your Disneyland trip that you'd like to share with everybody? What was the sh- the and it doesn't have to be a tangible thing. It could be like you said the, the details or whatever. What was your, the the one yeah. memory you'll have or you know the, the one memory the will be
2: the Sunday night. Um, when we had it was fantastic, phantasmic fireworks, phantasmic, and the park wasn't as crowded as it was Saturday night. And getting to watch both those shows back to back, and then wander around the park at dusk, and then after they were over, and just enjoying the density of the place, the theming of the place, the history of the place, um, and the and the attention to detail, it just really was an immersive experience. Um, and I, I, you know. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Um, I don't think you'd get that anywhere else. Um, and I, th- I think uh, it will definitely get me back there again.
1: That's wonderful. I want to tell no a thing. really quick funny story, though, before okay. you close up. Um, we ha- had the pleasure of having lunch with Chris, right? We all met at yes. Thunder, Big Thunder Mountain uh, Barbecue.
0: And, oh, speaking of that, the 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 guy that was t- that's tied up in the basement, Tom, uh, <laughs> through texting, let me know that he thought the three hour lunch at the barbecue with us should have been our friend Chris, <laughs> our Australian friend Chris's highlight. Well, that
2: that was number two. You know, I just didn't. You know, I <laughs> have to. You know, didn't couldn't make the listeners feel. You know, that like they weren't Tony, part of the moment. And we didn't have fireworks. So, Tony, yeah,
1: Fantasmic made the March Madness top two two times, and you expect us yeah, to against place. that. I mean, that's, come on. Second place, place. Hey, come I'm on. pretty excited about second place with that. Right, wow. that's pretty good. i did you on Number two. What I thought was funny was after our three-hour lunch and, and nice chat, we all walked to Toontown because Chris hadn't been on <laughs> Roger Rabbit's to, uh, cartoon spin. So we're over there, and then he realized that he hadn't had a Dole Whip. And then came the Great Dilemma. What would be that last experience at Disneyland? Would it be the Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin that could only be experienced in Toontown at Disneyland? Or the famous Dole Whip that your mouth salivates just talking about it in long lines? And the winner was, Chris?
2: Dole Whip, Dole Whip all the way.
1: (laughs) <laughs> that was so, so good
2: and I had a churro <laughs> too I had a churro and a doll whip and that was the end of my Disneyland experience and that made me happy
0: <laughs> thank you Chris that's a perfect way to end that's going to do it for, this, for this segment of the Dis Unplugged well you're welcome even though I didn't really help you everybody else did I just got to host the wrap up <laughs> well, so well hosted well thank you we'll see I think he's starting to struggle out and he's going to come over here and snatch the mic back from me <laughs> so that's going to do it for this segment of the Disney unplugged be sure to catch our other disneyland shows this week and of course we'll be back again with you next week thanks for listening